Welcome to season two of Through the Marketing Lens podcast, your go-to weekly business podcast that's fluff-free to the point and filled to the brim with real strategies and honest experiences that will help you in your business. We keep most episodes bite-sized because I know you're busy. I'm Katrina Aronson, your host and a marketing and business strategy coach for small business entrepreneurs. I've started and scaled my own multi-six-figure businesses before even becoming a coach. And my deepest desire is to help women to have the tools and the confidence to do whatever is on their heart and make money doing it. Let's jump into today's episode. Oh, hello there, and welcome to today's episode of Through the Marketing Lens. If you are new here, welcome. This podcast is fluff-free, to the point, filled to the brim with ways for you to grow your business through the lens of marketing. And if you haven't already done so, please take a moment to do two things. Hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast so that you get the newest episodes sent directly to you. And two, kindly rate this podcast. It matters so much to get uh, this podcast out there and your reviews matter so much for this engine to grow. All right. So today let's dive into it. We're talking about podcasts. I happen to be recording this on September 30th and it's international podcast day. So you're going to listen to this a little bit later than that, but I wanted to create a podcast about having a podcast. So if having a podcast is on your heart, this episode is for you. But also if you're thinking about joining as a guest on podcasts, which is great marketing, by the way, Um, this episode is also for you. Uh, Let me just start with this. So according to Edison Research, the number of Americans listening to podcasts each week has grown over 120% over the last four years. And 90 million Americans listen to podcasts every month. It's a pretty new medium, so it's going to continue to grow. And there is a lot of unexplored space in the podcast industry. Um, To give you some insight into that, there are about 600 million blogs, 23 million YouTube channels, but only about 800,000 podcasts in Apple Podcasts. So there's a lot room, a lot of room for us to grow within the podcast space. And if you're getting in now, it's still pretty early in the game. So I want to start with a few questions that I get a lot of times when I'm talking to people who do want to start podcasts. These are some of the questions that they ask me. So the basic, how do you even start a podcast? Okay. So I host my podcasts on a site, if you will, called Buzzsprout. And Buzzsprout is where I upload my podcasts weekly to, and it's linked directly to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you are listening to this podcast right now. So it basically sends out from from Buzzsprout to those places. It did take some time for me to be able to set up on Apple Podcasts. It took longer there to get approved than the rest, but it was really all pretty manageable through Buzzsprout. So I do recommend that site. I pay about $20 a month, I think even less than that, to be on Buzzsprout. And um, they take care of a lot of stuff for me. There are definitely other hosts as well, and all of them are just fine. I'm just sharing what I know and what I use for simplification purposes. To get started, 
you want to start by recording a promo for your podcast, which is basically a short snippet, a preview, if you will, to let us know what your pod is going to be about. And once you have that promo piece, you'll be able to upload that to your host and it will allow you to kind of push out to the various hosts or rather like to Apple podcasts and stuff until you have that promo piece, you're not going to be able to push out. So it is important to get your, your promo piece done even before you start recording your episodes, just so you have kind of that placeholder. You also want to create artwork. So the cover of the album, the cover of your podcast, and you can do that on Canva, really simple. So you're going to upload that to Buzzsprout or wherever you're hosting and your website and other places. This is what people will see. So make sure that it's something that you are proud of. All right. So where do you get the music for your podcast? This is a big question I get. So I bought my music for my podcast. Most people buy their music. There are free options. They're just not as good. Um, you want to make sure that you're getting royalty-free music, which you can literally Google royalty-free music for podcasts and you will find places. But check out these two sites, Soundstripe and Audio Jungle. I find those to be um, probably the easiest to navigate, but they have the most music from what I remember. Okay, so how do you edit your podcast? Great question. I do not edit my own podcast. I have a podcast editor purely because my time is better spent not doing things like editing. There are people who do this for a living, but you can absolutely edit your own podcast on something like GarageBand, which you, if you have an Apple computer, it is on your computer. And there's also a lot of good editing tools like Capwing. I believe that's for audio. That might be for video. So don't kill me if that's wrong. But Audacity is another one. Um, there's a lot of different ones that you can even do for free. If you want to enlist help, uh, search for a podcast editor or a podcast producer. A producer is going to be a bit more expensive. They'll help you with some other things. A podcast editor is like purely about just editing the podcast. Okay. So how about microphone, which is a really important part of your podcast. You guys, I skimmed on my podcast microphone in the beginning and it was totally fine. And I had it already. I used it for some of my voice stuff that I did. And um, I upgraded recently to a Movo, M-O-V-O. I really like it. Blue Yeti is another one that people always talk about. Uh, it is important for the sound. So if you don't have a microphone already, I would say if you're going to stick with the podcast thing, invest. And when I say invest, I, I want to say it's like 100, under 150, but like $100 is, is a pretty good microphone. Where do you record? Okay. I keep it really simple and I record on Zoom, which you can just do the audio recording on Zoom. Audacity is a great recording platform. You can also record right on GarageBand, which I mentioned for editing. They're all pretty easy. I like Zoom because it's what people know how to use already. So when I do my guests interviews, they're very familiar with it. So I don't have to teach anyone anything. Like I said, I like things that are simple. I do get a lot of smack for not using higher tech recording systems, but honestly, I am not here to be the best sounding podcast. That's not what I'm trying to do. 
I want my podcast to kill it with value and content. And right now in my business, that means keeping other pieces easy. (laughs) So you pick what works for you. Other things to consider. So where are you going to be recording your podcast physically? This should be a nice quiet space that's not echoey, so not your garage. A closet is fine, especially because there's like all that clothes in your closet, kind of pads for you. Put a big blanket on the ground if you don't have carpet in your closet. Um, The biggest takeaway here is you do not need to be fancy. You do not need a fancy studio for an audio format that nobody is going to see. Okay. So don't let that be a block. You will really want to think about what your podcast will do for your audience. So I'm segueing here, but I want you to think about what is your podcast here for? What is it going to do for your audience? What value are you bringing? And I want you to be as specific as possible, just like with all the other types of marketing out there that we talk about on this podcast and beyond. Your podcast is a tool to reach more people and bring value. It is not the only tool. It is a tool. So if you're just thinking about podcasting for money, that's a little bit trickier uh, and you're probably going to burn out. This for, for me and for most people that I work with should be a medium that you genuinely enjoy, first of all, and the topics that you're going to be talking about bring you joy as well. Will you make money on a podcast? Maybe. You definitely can. Not necessarily in the beginning because you need an audience to um, get sponsors. You can find sponsors, but you really need to pull them in with how many people listen. So if you're only having like 20 people listen a week, which might be the case in the beginning, that's not going to be very productive for how much money you're making. So again, make sure that it's joyful. Make sure that you want to show up in this kind of a medium. Make sure that talking feels really good and natural for you. And if it's not super natural in the beginning, that's okay. But if you like it and you want to get better, that's obviously a win. Podcasting is akin to blogging in a lot of ways. It's like I said before, it's just one touch point. Uh, and what, we, what we've heard forever is that people need about seven touch points before they buy something, right? Buy from a brand. And honestly, that's an old number. And I'm going to question that number because it has to be moving up from there. People just have too many information pieces coming at them at all times. So let's assume people need even more touch points. It's just one of those marketing touch points, but a really, really powerful one when leveraged well. People get to hear your voice and decide if they jive with you, if you jive with them. I think writing a book and public speaking are both really high level marketing pieces. And I would put podcasting pretty high up there as well. So it's not like just showing up on Instagram, right? You have to be willing to do stuff that's a little bit different to be on a podcast so people understand that and they see that. So it's definitely a credibility piece. Do people find you that are new through your podcast? Absolutely. I would say the downfall with podcasts, people finding you on a podcast is you don't get to interact with them the way you do on social media, but I tend to find out later. So people can be voyeurs when you're on a podcast and listen to you for a while, and then they'll go eventually and follow you on Instagram and then perhaps join your email list. And 
what I will hear from people is, oh, I've, I've been listening to your podcast for a while. So they kind of already know me by the time they start following on Instagram. So that's really cool. And I do the same thing too. I definitely follow a lot of people um, that I found through podcasts and eventually followed them on Instagram. So I get that on that side as well. There's really a neat thing that you can do with podcasting. So in that way, it definitely pays off. I want you to think about um, too, before you dive into your podcast, what kind of a format you even want. So is it going to be interview format? Are you having guests? Will you be showing up weekly, a couple times a week? Um, How long will your episodes be? So kind of map that out. Think all of it through. This should be something that your audience can understand and can trust and know about the structure of your podcast. You don't want some of your episodes to be two hours and then some of them to be 10 minutes. That can be kind of confusing unless you have a reason. As you might know here, I do one interview episode a month. So that one's longer. And then the rest of my episodes tend to be, uh, you know, around between 10 and 20 minutes. So I like to keep them short because I know that you're really busy. So thinking about what your audience wants is really important too, but then also thinking about the structure so that it doesn't just change constantly. In terms of what days you should actually be posting your website, or sorry, posting your podcast so that it's live, Wednesdays and Tuesdays are apparently the best days. I post every Tuesday you know, you can do whatever day you want, but those are the days that I have been told are the best days. All right, let's talk about guests. What do you think about guests? Should you have interview guests? I think having guests is really fun and I absolutely love it. As you know, I do guests once a month. You can do it however many times you want. It's a great way to be able to collaborate. That's really fun. You kind of get energy from each other and you also get to be introduced to their audience because typically you will ask them to share uh, that they're on this podcast and obviously they'll want to share that as well with their audience. So on social media, um, perhaps in their email list, it depends on what you want from them or what you kind of agree on. It's also a really great way to align yourself with a brand or a person who's doing really cool things, who stands for things that you really like. So just from that perspective, making good connections, having guests is so worth it. However, I also think guest episodes are really hard because it's a lot of arranging. So it's a lot of setting things up, emailing back and forth if you're not set up the right way. So here's my advice there. Make sure you have a system in place. No emails back and forth to set up times and how it's all going to look. Make sure you systematize that and Acuity or Calendly are really easy ways to do that. So they can just like pick the time and date to record with you. You can give them instructions beforehand. They can fill out a questionnaire for you. They can even upload a bio picture so that you can just prep before. Makes it way less work, more systems in place. I am a big fan of systems where they make monetary sense and can simplify your life. Okay. So continuing on here, a lot of people don't think of podcasting this way, but podcasts can also really boost your SEO. So when you upload your podcast, you also need to write something called show notes. And in show notes, you include keywords and backlinks, and it's just like blogging in that way. 
It helps you come up in searches. You can also use transcription services like Otter to write out your notes depending on how long your episodes are. I personally have someone who helps me write my show notes, but it's all relatively easy. So it's just what you prefer to do. How about being a guest on someone else's podcast? Let's talk about it from that perspective. So this is a really powerful tool to get in front of a new audience, depending on your brand. If it aligns with your mission to get in front of a lot of people and help people, it's a great way to do that. It feels just kind of different, right? If you are a makeup artist and what you do is very visual makeup artist, just for example, I don't know that the podcast is the right medium for you, right? You really want to be an expert in a field where you get to talk about something and it makes sense for you. So you do want to think about like where people would generally find that information. They're not necessarily going to find makeup information or visual information on a podcast. They might go to YouTube. So think about that when you're showcasing what it is that you do. However, if you are, let's say, a copywriter, then it makes perfect sense for you to be showing up on someone else's podcast. People can find you that way. You can show your value and it's really helpful to that audience. So it's win, win, win. Um, Getting on other people's podcasts is a whole strategy. So maybe you know someone with a podcast that you can just reach out to and, and see if they're taking guests, but it really is about just touching base, following up and really think about how you are positioning yourself. So what value can you bring to their audience? And one thing I will say is please don't reach out to a podcast that don't even take guests. Do a little bit of homework before you're reaching out to the podcast. Like I said, it is a whole strategy. It does take time, but it is very possible. And it is a really cool way to get found. I think a lot of people, when it comes to creating their own podcasts or even showing up on other people's podcasts, they don't feel like they have enough value or they don't maybe have enough content. But honestly, it's really just about deciding how you want to show up and what that's going to be about. The more specific you can be, the easier it will be to kind of create that content. And the way that we really come up with the content here is through Instagram. I am a avid reader, um, especially when it comes to my industry. I love to stay up to snuff on, on what's going on. So that's a great way. And then listening to other people's podcasts too. I get so much inspiration from other podcasts and that aren't even in my genre. And I, I really enjoy it. I also really enjoy asking questions to other business owners and hearing what's going on so that I can think about, you know, what kind of value I can bring. It isn't really more complicated than that. I think that's really the meat of it all. So if podcasting is on your heart in any capacity, whether that's starting a podcast or being on podcasts, my message to you here is that it is totally doable. And I highly recommend it if you like speaking or if you just want to play with it too. That's one of the most amazing things is the barriers to entry here are, are simply just wanting it and wanting to try it. You don't have to commit to doing this for the rest of your life, right? So with that, 
I would just want to say thank you for trusting me with your precious time. Please, please take a moment to share this episode if it will inspire or help somebody else. Please rate this podcast. The best, best thing you can do is take a quick screenshot and share it on Instagram and tag me. Podcast is now on Instagram at Marketing Lens and at Marketing Lens Podcast. And of course, me at Katrina Aronson underscore consulting. I so appreciate it. I do this because I want you to thrive in your business. So thank you for helping this little podcast thrive. And I will see you back here next Tuesday. I am going to tell you about something that could totally change your small business and allow you to be so much more effective with your time. I talk about this all the time, and that is a client management software. It basically lets you manage your projects, book your clients, create email workflows to follow up with potential clients, send invoices, get paid, create questionnaires. This is all in one place, okay? HoneyBook is awesome. I use it all the time. I swear by it. If you know me, you know that I talk about this all the time. And I'm going to give you a link so that you can get 50% off your first year. The link is share.honeybook.com backslash Katrina Aronson. I'm going to put it in the show notes for you so that you can just click right there. And trust me, this is going to be a game changer for you.